All right, breaking news. We have another press conference on the way. I know it's an endless stream of uh, press conferences, but they certainly are all very important and some uh, pretty important information coming our way on not only a daily but an hourly basis. The federal finance minister, Bill Morneau, he is set to speak. He's got the details on that small business subsidy that was announced by the uh, government uh, a couple of days ago. Going to get some uh, further details on the government covering up to 75% small business uh, wages how exactly that's going to work and how it all breaks down. We will bring that press conference from the finance minister, Bill Morneau, to you when it happens right around 2 o'clock, just after 2 o'clock in our second hour of the MacArthur Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And certainly small business, it is the backbone of the Canadian economy, and this is a good news, the subsidy for a lot of uh, workers who uh, need that wage to pay their rents, which many are due, of course, today here on uh, April 1st. And while there's been a lot of talk about the protection for renters, what about the landlords? I want to talk about that side of the equation as well. And let's uh, welcome in our next guest. Guest Here is uh, Jonathan Kleinman. He is uh, with the Landlord and Tenant Association. He's a lawyer for the Landlord and Tenant Association and joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jonathan, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon. No problem. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay, thanks, considering the uh, circumstances. Uh, I wanted to kind of just, uh, as I mentioned, get the other side of this uh, story here. There's been a lot of talk about uh, renters, but uh, what about landlords? Because uh, obviously landlords, they've got bills to pay uh, as well, and while they're certainly sympathetic, I'm sure, to the plight that a lot of their uh, renters find themselves in right now, what is uh, what is it you're hearing from landlords? Uh, what, what is their biggest concern? Well, I really see it as uh, two types of when we're talking about residential landlords. There's two types. There's there's those who are renting out a part of their own primary residence. And for those people, there, there is quite a break, and that's coming from the big banks. You know, if they're able to defer their mortgage six months, then it's not very hard for them to, well, hopefully not that as hard for them to go to a tenant and give them a break. Um, it's important to know they have to be careful as well because giving a, a tenant a, a break on the rent could be seen later as a, a waiver of, you know, maybe that is the amount that is payable in the future. So there are ways that, to do that properly. But in any case, there is some help coming down in terms of, you know, if you're not paying your mortgage, then maybe it's a little easier to, to make a deal with your tenant. Now, for the for the, the landlords, residential landlords who are owners of, let's say, um, rental properties that they don't live in, there's really not much help coming down. And there's a lot of uncertainty because, as you probably know, the landlord-tenant board is closed indefinitely. Um, when it reopens, there's going to be a huge backlog. So, for this, a lot of tenants, it means, well, if I don't pay my rent, it might not be until September or later that I actually get evicted. And then a landlord might have to go to the small claims court to claim back rent. And who knows how sympathetic the landlord-tenant board will eventually be to those tenants and where will they favor. So I think to answer that question from a residential standpoint, it varies depending on those two situations. And is it also very uh, complicated? I mean, I'll draw a parallel to something the Premier said in his press conference we just had on the air when it comes to essential and non-essential businesses. When you close a business, such as a construction site, then all of a sudden you're maybe also closing four or five other businesses that, uh, you know, supply and send tools, that sort of thing, to a construction site. Does this kind of work the same way that if rent gets uh, deferred and uh, all of a sudden a landlord isn't getting a, a rental payment, again, you know, a bunch of other levers are then pulled because they might have creditors, they might have bills themselves uh, to pay, and uh, they're really counting on that rent money coming in? Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. I mean, I don't really have the, my finger on the pulse of the real estate industry, but one concern I would have would be 
you know, some of these smaller um, rental property owners, you know, they might be in a position where they're just forced to sell. They, they have to choose what they're going to eat or they're going to sell their property if they're not getting that rental income. So you might see an influx of those properties going onto the market. Um, I think you'll, I would expect to see a ton of unforeseen consequences from this crunch where you may have a lot of tenants who are either unwin- unable or unwilling to pay their rents. Do uh, landlords, uh, in your opinion, do they need further uh, protections? Uh, you know, we mentioned uh, tenants, and I think you referenced this as well. They've got some uh, protections uh, right now when it comes to uh, evictions that they can't be uh, evicted over uh, COVID-19. Uh, would landlords like to see some sort of provisions or further provisions or protections for them? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of unforeseen consequences to any of those policies that would come to. The answer absolutely is yes, they'd like to see that. Um, I spoke to somebody who at the beginning of this bank mortgage deferral program, made a call in, spoke to one of the associates there, and the associate told him, because this gentleman has 26 rental properties, his mortgages, you know, in the tens of thousands to cover them. And, and the gentleman said, yeah, this, this program's going to work for people like you too. And he agreed to defer his you know, tens of mortgages. And the guy started, told me he started crying on the phone. He was so happy. Now, I'll, I know that this was, a, I, I've learned since that this sort of thing was happening and it was a, an error on the part of these bank associates. They're wrong, as far as I know. I don't know if they um, then went back to this gentleman and said, look, I'm sorry, we were wrong. But I know that going forward, they're, they're not doing this for people. So I think that alone, a deferral for um, commercial residential um, landlords would be very helpful for people. It's really the hardest thing is paying your mortgage and uh, not getting rent because so many people and, and the banks know this, right? That often the times the only reason they gave a mortgage for these rental properties, the only reason they believed that the landlord could cover the mortgage was because they had an understanding of the rent that was coming in. So um, I, I think that would be very helpful as far as other policy changes that could help landlords. I'm sure somebody who has a better idea of, of policy could come up with something. And I think, yes, they would really benefit from that. I don't know exactly what that would look like. Yeah, just finally, let me. Sorry, Sorry, just finally, let me ask you uh, because we got about a minute left here. But I wanted to ask you whether or not landlords feel as if they've got. I know a bit of a bad rap or uh, an image problem. I mean, you just mentioned somebody who has 26 rental properties, and I think people would hear that and think, uh, well, you know, that's somebody who's maybe uh, goes to sleep uh, at night on a pile of money and a pile of cash, and uh, they should be fine. That uh, There's not a lot of sympathy for uh, landlords, when in reality you might have those 26 properties, but as you just said, could be very heavily uh, mortgaged and uh, be very dependent on those rents coming in. I, I think to answer your question, I think a lot of landlords do have a bad reputation and, and some of them come by it. Honestly, um, you have a lot of landlords that are very heavy handed and aggressive and you do see things like rent evictions and, and attempts to you know, circumvent the minimum raises of uh, sorry, the maximum raises of rent. On the other hand, you have some very, very kind landlords who are, you know, actually do care about their tenants. And, and as you said, I think some people see someone who has assets as, see something negative about that but a lot of them are far more stressed and, and think it would be better that just to have a rent and not have to pay and not have to worry about it so yeah i think there's a lot of misinformation and and um it's a lot of bad feelings around landlords yeah well listen uh, thank you so much uh for uh, giving the other side of this uh, equation and story and spending some time with us uh, here this afternoon jonathan really appreciate it my pleasure anytime take care there goes jonathan kleinman he's a lawyer with the landlord and tenant association as yeah there's a lot of talk today here on april 1st about uh 
rents due and of course uh, the eviction act and uh, whether or not uh, landlords can evict uh, tenants uh, at this time uh, with uh, everything going on with the uh, COVID uh, crisis. We'll get a break. I got a news update for you at the top of the hour. And when we come back in hour two of the MacArthur program, Bill Morneau has promised the federal finance minister. He's set to hold a press conference just after two o'clock and we will carry it live here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.